going to heave one. There's, oh, there's a flag. Beckham, a one-handed catch. Insane. How do you make that catch? Oh, my goodness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting live on the TuneIn Radio app, iTunes, and, of course, SoundCloud and Speaker. Great to have you in today. And I wanted to talk about the New York Giants, and the Giants are in a very crucial crossroads for the next 10 to 15 seasons. And this decision is getting a little bit muddier because Mar, the owner of the Giants, came out today and said he is not thrilled with Odell Beckham's antics. And more importantly, he is not untouchable. Here's the thing. So the New York Giants, I was going to come on today and talk about if they have the number two pick, they should trade down if they're not going to take a quarterback because they've been telling everybody they're not going to take a quarterback. They're going to try to win with Eli Manning now. And to me, that made sense. But being at the number two spot, they could trade back, get some more draft capital and still get a blue chip prospect. But now... The interesting situation is going to be if this team trades Odell Beckham Jr., they're going to have to go into full rebuild mode because he is the most explosive and dynamic player on that offense. And he's really carried Eli Manning and this offense for the past couple seasons in the NFL. I think part of the reason the Giants are also looking is because Odell Beckham has gone on the record and said he wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. Not, not, Not wide receiver, player. He wants to get quarterback money for a wide receiver now to me that is is absolutely ridiculous you cannot overpay for a wide receiver in this league the quarterback is a lot more valuable now Beckham has great value for the New York Giants there's no question his impact on that offense but the team does decide to move on from him they're basically signaling it's a full rebuild mode and I think they should use the number two pick to draft a quarterback and now there's even some speculation they might even try to move up to one now to move up to one That's going to take some draft capital. If they trade Beckham, they could obviously accumulate that. But the interesting thing with Beckham is what team could the Giants trade him? Because they're not going to trade him to the NFC. They don't want to see him. It's going to be to the AFC. And what AFC team is really going to want to deal with him? Because we've seen the problems off the field for years now with Odell Beckham. And you can just tell it's wearing out the New York Giants front office because There's been the feeling, well, he'll get it, he'll understand, he'll mature, he's just young, and he just keeps making mistake after mistake after mistake, including the Instagram video of this offseason. So for the Giants, it makes a lot of sense why he's not untouchable. Now, they're going to have to get the right offer. They're not just going to get rid of Odell Beckham for nothing. But it is a very interesting report that came out of New York that they're considering moving on because he's not only the face of that franchise he's one of the faces of the nfl right now and it is interesting because we always talk about this with whether it's colin kaepernick tim tebow and players with uh, off the field issues it's always does your talent outweigh your distractions and right now now beckham's had these issues off the field but he's been able to go out there and perform and be one of the most dominant receivers we've seen in a long time but you have to remember, owners, fans, and coaches, we're, we're prisoners of the moment. It's human nature. So it's a what have you done recently for me leave. So let's look back at this past season for Odell Beckham. Missed the majority of the season with an injury. He had that incident in the preseason where he went down in the Cleveland game. Then when he was going to the locker room, collapsed in the tunnel. So people thought, oh my God, he tore his ACL, he tore his MCL, he's out for the season. 
And then when reporters came to him after the game to see, are you okay, Odell? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's not nothing. Well, then why were you acting in the tunnel that you had a serious injury? It, it just doesn't make sense. And then he had the whole incident in Philadelphia with the peeing on the fire hydrant there. Then this offseason, he's had the Instagram video. And over the last 12 months, he hasn't really been on the field performing. So that deodorant that covers up the stench of all the off-the-field issues, if he was out there playing and helping this team win, the Giants had the second-worst record in football last year. They were irrelevant. This was an organization that was embarrassed last year. And part of it was because Odell Beckham wasn't on the field. I mean, there was a point in the season where Eli Manning, I always remember this before the Denver game, his receivers were so inexperienced, he was running the routes in the pregame to show them what routes they were supposed to run. For me, I do think Odell Beckham is an immense talent and you don't give him away, but if a team gives you a first-round pick or a couple picks for Odell Beckham Jr., and let's not also forget for the Giants, too, this is an organization that over the last 12 months, has really fallen out of favor with a lot of their fan base because of the way the whole Eli Manning situation was handled. And I feel like they're just tired of dealing with all these distractions of Odell Beckham. And he's an immensely talented player. But at the end of the day, is it worth it constantly dealing with these distractions? Do they think he's going to mature? And more importantly, do they think they can keep him financially? Because this is going to be a player that's going to demand a large salary, which he is. He's going to demand it. He wants to get paid quarterback money. And we've seen what happens when you pay players that aren't quarterbacks absorbing amount of money. Look at Miami when they paid for Indomitian Sioux. Where have they been the last couple of years? And you've seen all the great players they had to cut in the recent years to just keep that salary cap manageable. And finally, this offseason, they just got rid of Indomitian Sioux because it was just too much of a burden. It's okay if you want to pay a pass rusher or a great corner, but there is a lot of great receivers in the NFL. I mean, you look at New England, you look at Seattle, you look at a lot of teams around the league. They don't have a dynamic number one receiver. So the Giants have a choice with Odell Beckham. They can keep him and compete, or if they trade him for draft capital, they got to have to go full build. So the Giants have a choice. They can go full rebuild mode if they trade Odell Beckham for draft picks, or they can try to keep him in, franchise tag him eventually, and hopefully see he matures over the next year or two. You hope this maybe will be the wake-up call, the owner basically saying that he's not going to be untouchable, unlike I think Odell Beckham thought he was before. So it will be interesting. But if the Giants do decide that they want to compete and they want to be a playoff borderline team next year and the following year with Eli Manning, it's going to depend on how they use the number two pick. Here's the thing. I see a lot of mock drafts coming out from experts, from other members in the media. And I, I'm amazed because I see two teams always trading up to the number two spot. It's the Buffalo Bills, number one. And I can kind of get the Bills because they have the 12th pick and the 22nd pick in this first round draft. They have multiple seconds, multiple thirds, and a bunch of draft capital for next season. So the Giants could get a boatload of picks but they'd be dropping all the way back to 12 and not getting really a great blue-chip prospect. And the other team that I saw in a couple of my drafts, which is even more baffling, is the Arizona Cardinals. 
Listen, in my last mock draft, I had them trading into the top 10 in the back end to draft Baker Mayfield because they need a franchise quarterback. You're telling me the Cardinals are going to jump 13 spots to number two? How many picks are they going to have to give up? It's got to be at least the first, second, probably third this year, multiple firsts over the next couple years. It doesn't make sense for the Giants to trade all the way back to 15. Now, if there's a team that's going to trade that makes a lot of sense with the Giants and basically gets them more draft capital, but also giving them a blue chip to help them compete this year, it's the Denver Broncos. Now, we've seen with the Jets, we've seen what takes to move up three spots. Ironically enough, the Broncos are three spots behind the Giants at number five. The Jets traded three second-round picks and high second-round picks two of which are top 50 picks in this entire draft. And keep in mind, a lot of people think the Jets are not going to be a playoff team next year. So it's probably going to be a top 15 second round pick next year. So they moved all the way up just three spots to number three, which isn't as valuable as two. It took all that draft capital. So that's why I don't see an Arizona moving all the way up. Buffalo could be a dark horse just for the sheer amount of draft picks they have over the next couple of years. But the Broncos, it makes sense. I understand they signed Case Keenum. But, Den- but Denver knows the value of a quarterback, and John Elway knows the value of a quarterback. Think of it this way. The Broncos could jump into two. I think it's pretty safe to say that Donald's going to go number one. They can get Allen, or they can get Rosen. And the good thing is they have Keenum there. He, they don't need to start right away. So they can develop that player. Kind of what they did with like Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch hasn't worked out. But at least it gave them an opportunity to internally look at him and evaluate whether he was ready or when he was ready. And here's the big thing about trading back with the Broncos. The Broncos, it makes sense because if the Giants are going to compete... Now, if the Giants are really going to compete, and I know we talked about Odell Beckham, if they do trade him, I think it does make sense for the Giants to possibly move up one to get a quarterback, draft a quarterback, and accumulate picks to rebuild. But you look at these signings this offseason, getting Nate Solder, getting these veterans in the building. This team, the way they are built, they're built in the short term, not really good in terms of the long-term rebuilding. Older players, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So to me, I still feel they're going to go for it with Eli Manning for another year or two. Maybe draft a quarterback late, but they're not going to draft one at two. So we already know if the Broncos move up to two, Browns are taking a quarterback at one, Broncos would take a quarterback at two, and the Jets are taking one at three. Now, four is interesting. Could Cleveland trade that possibly for a quarterback? Could a team move up to four? That's a possibility. But sitting at five, the Giants are in a fantastic spot, and here's why. Because there are a couple blue-chip prospects in this draft that a lot of scouts feel can't miss. So take away the quarterbacks. Who are they? Well, they're Bradley Chubb, the defensive end. They're Quinn Nelson, the offensive guard. They're Vincent Fitzpatrick, the defensive back. And Shaquan Barkley, the running back. Now, I've been told that Cleveland really likes Shaquan Barkley. And for them, even though they could trade back from four, maybe get a running back later in the draft, uh, after losing Isaiah Corral to free agency to the Jets, they really love this kid, and to me it makes sense to get that tandem of Donald or whoever they want the quarterback position in Barkley at four. But at five, here's the thing. The Giants at five could get Chubb, who's the best pass rusher in the draft. They just moved on 
from Jason Pierre-Paul. They traded him to Tampa for extra draft picks. They could get Nelson, the offensive guard, which would help improve their offensive line. Solder helps at the left tackle. They move Flowers to right. It really improves the play of the offensive line, which benefits Eli because he has the mobility of a tree. And they could also go and get Minka Fitzpatrick, a versatile defensive back that could help them on the back end. Or Cleveland trades that fourth pick for a team that's desperate for Baker Mayfield or one of the other quarterback prospects to jump ahead of the Giants. And the Giants could get Barkley at five. So there's only a few blue-chip prospects that, to me, can really make an immediate impact next season for the Giants, and those are the ones I just mentioned. So for me, the Broncos is the team that makes the most sense for the Giants. If I'm the Giants, unless they're really serious about trading Odell Beckham and really serious about rebuilding, which to me doesn't really fit with what they've done this offseason, the Broncos are the best trade partner. Now, they can get more picks with the Bills, but I do think, is it out of the question you get this year's first round from Denver? Next year's first round, maybe a couple twos or mid-rounders. To me, that's a good pick just to drop a couple spots. You get draft capital, but more importantly, you get one of the blue-chip prospects in this draft to help you immediately next season. Instead of dropping all the way back to 12 with the Bills, where you might get an okay offensive lineman with a little bit more bust potential. I mean, there's only a couple great pass rushers. There's only really a couple great blue-chip prospects. Giants don't want to miss out on that, and... I don't see them trading with Arizona. I don't see how Arizona is going to move from 15. It's going to be tough enough from Buffalo, who has two first-round picks this year and multiple draft picks over the next two seasons, to move up to two. How is Arizona going to move up from 15 to two? I said in my mock draft, and it's probably going to be the same in the next one, they're going to jump into the 8, 9, or 10 spot. That's half the distance to the number two pick. And it's not the same quality of quarterback. So the price is going to be immense. So for the Giants... The Broncos makes a lot of sense. I'd be on the phone because you get the two best things with the Giants need right now. You get draft capital moving forward, but you also get a prospect that helps you next season. That's going to do it for us here today on Rich Sports Talk. If you'd like to have any questions sent in to get read on the air or have any comments, please email us richsportstalk at gmail.com. Once again, broadcasting on iTunes, the TuneIn Radio app, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hope you like our new format. We're going to shorten these shows, make it more easier to digest. It also is a new format that we're going to try out. It's going to be a short show, so it's easier to listen to. We know you only have so many hours in the day, and we would love to be a part of it in any capacity. So please let us know about the new format. This will also help us generate more relevant content, be able to respond quicker to current events, and more importantly, get more content out there for you to enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much. Rich Sports Talk.